0: For 12 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosyonthehouse.com. And we're privileged and happy to have you. And over three decades of Rosie on the House.
1: It is the 4th of July. Celebrate America. Special edition of Rosie on the House. Good morning, y'all. To every Arizona homeowner, I'd like to extend the invitation that you come on in to my house here at Rosie on the House. We'll do everything we can to answer every question, concern, or worry you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. You can do that by dialing one 767 4348 And in this Celebrate America edition of the House. Ordinarily, over the last few years, we've gotten in the habit of reaching out to Grand Canyon University and bringing in associate professor, Mr. David Dean. And he is always a showstopper. He is always loaded and packed with America history that uh, no one else ever seems to know or be able to bring uh, certainly, the, he's got more on the top of his mind in in regards to Arizona history than anybody I've ever met. But we're we're going to do a special thing today that we have never done on Rosie on the House. If you want to celebrate America, or you know someone that needs to celebrate America, you're going to want to reach out to them and tell them to tune in for the next two hours. We pushed it out on all our social networks. We pushed it out in our newsletter. We are going to have two very special guests in show for the next couple hours. Families that risked everything they have, including their physical well-being, their fortunes, their homes, everything they owned to get to America. These are two real-life survivors of the flea to America, and they're going to be here this morning. I'm going to introduce them in a little while, sharing their story about what it was about America that proved so big a magnet that you were willing to walk away from house, home, family, tradition, your homeland, and risk everything to get right here in the United States of America. So I'm getting choked up. I knew I'd get choked up this show. So we'll be talking about your house, home, castle, and cabin. We're going to be talking about exterior shade. We did a study not too long ago. Well, it was a long time ago. It was ten years ago. I've, I've just there's just like three years there. They're just blacked out for me, so it doesn't seem that long ago. Um, and we took thermal imaging temperatures of various different products that you could use for exterior surfaces in and about your yard landscaping. Flagstone, cool deck, raw concrete, lawn, decomposed granite, pavers, treks, uh, redwood. And we took the temperature of all those, and I want to share them with you. As you plan out your backyard, the last thing you want to do in creating that resort inviting environment out there is create a heat sink where it's hotter in your backyard than it is out in the middle of the road so we'll coach you through that. We're also going to talk about with the rampant pace of real estate sales right now, the 10 problems home inspectors are finding in homes today more often than any. So those I want you to be aware of. And then uh, we got a lot of questions this week at the old Rosie on the House headquarters. Um, hey, Rosie, have have you seen what happened in Florida? <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, wh- what are the chances that could happen, uh, you know, on the shore of the Verde River? <laughs> in downtown Tempe, an ASU dormitory. I'm talking, of course, about the collapse of the condominium in Miami. And I'm going to talk through why the probability of that ever happening here is extremely rare. I'm going to tell you why. It's extremely rare anywhere in America. That's what makes this such headline news. It is so rare here. So with all that said, uh, let me take a couple of minutes and introduce two very special guests. And as we talk about the celebration of America, I want all of you that are listening to uh, get up right now and make sure that Old Glory is on display somewhere somewhere in your front yard, Uh, a bunting, a banner, uh, get the flag out on the flagpole. Get your appreciation for this great country on display right now. As a loyal listener of Rosie on the House, I'm asking you all to do that. In the last five years, I've had the very unique opportunity to meet Six families who each have a separate story about immigrating to America. A Croatian who fleed Croatia to Vienna and ended up here in the valley. A couple Laotian brothers who, at the fall of Laos Laos, swam as a family of six across. The Mekong River, the youngest member of that family was two years old, swam across the Mekong River, lived in a refugee camp in Thailand for a year, were flown to Northern California and kept in a refugee camp there for six months, put on a bus and dropped off in L.A. They got off the bus, mom, dad, four kids. The dad had $3.35 in his pocket, and they are all a success in America today. We've got Miss Joanna, who's here in studio this morning, who, as an infant, was literally smuggled out of Poland by her young, newlywed mother and father. Joanna, we're really excited about to hear your story. Thanks for joining us this morning.
2: Thank you very much for having me and letting me share our story.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then every once in a while, you say something on air uh, that comes full circle— uh, and becomes a significant blessing. And uh, we have a regular listener who lives out in the North Valley. Uh, uh, let's just call him Ted. And he, he, he heard me say a little while ago that I'd give a million dollars if I could have a female construction superintendent that was bilingual. So about a month ago, he called to collect his million dollars. (laughs) Ted, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for coming in.
3: My pleasure, Rosie.
1: So Ted introduces us to Miss Sephora. Sephora is here this morning to join us, uh, who who journeyed here through some very heart-rending, heartbreaking circumstances from Romania. And Sephora is going to share her story. Sephora, thanks for coming in this morning.
4: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. Well,
1: we're we're going to really appreciate hearing y'all's story. So again, if you'd like to join the conversation or if you have a story you'd like to share about why you celebrate America, this is your opportunity to get online and help us spread the message about the greatest nation on the globe in human history, if you want to argue or contest that, call me. Let's 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 go at it. 48 forty three forty eight. All right. To get the show started, I'm going to start by talking through shade creation, and we, this is this is part two of what we started last week, where we asked you to kind of go on uh, the county assessor's website, and you can take a look at the footprint of your house on your building lot and then you can go to google earth or any one of the zillows or any of the other satellite imaging and you can actually take a picture of your house from the sky and enlarge that up to a pretty big scale and just start imagining what each corner of the yard what function you want that yard to do i had a asu professor in architecture that said every property should have 12 stations of the beer. He wanted every property to have 12 places you could go and meditate and have your favorite refreshment and enjoy some micro habitat environment that you've established in that area. And I'll I'll never forget that, being raised Catholic, the 12 stations always meant something to us. That just meant something different to him. He wanted 12 places. So be thinking about, you probably have two or three of those inside your house. Let's go about creating six or seven or eight micro little environments in your yard that you can get out and enjoy. Uh, Maybe enjoy the lighting, maybe enjoy the fire pit in the winter, maybe enjoy the water feature in the summer maybe enjoyed the shade the misting system the circulating fan the music the big screen tv whatever it is small settings where you can go privately or with your dearest and closest friends and just have that reflective moment of enjoying where you can sit and count your many blessings we're going to be talking about all that here today on rosie House. but before we go to first break i can't go to first break without congratulating the Phoenix Suns. How about the Phoenix Suns? You know, them stinking Clippers, they deserve to get squashed. Dirty players. I thought the Spurs were the only ones that played that dirty. So we were able to beat two L.A. teams to make it to the Western Conference Championship. That just makes it all the more sweeter to me. Congratulations, Phoenix Suns. We'll certainly be rooting for you here the next couple weeks. And congratulations to Mississippi State who won the College World Series as a Southeastern Conference follower and fan. This is the first team national championship Mississippi State has ever had in any sport. So, hats off to Mississippi State. More with Rosie on the house right after this. Stay tuned. Got a dream to take them there. they coming to America. Got a dream Share coming to America.
0: Beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. We put together a little something special, it looks like, on our e-store. We have a tab for specifically American made products. We try and as hard as we can to make sure everything is american-made but there are some things when it comes to electronics and uh that just aren't made locally but we do have a tab uh for american made and if you use the promo code roth everything american made uh we have 15 percent off this weekend so we've got american-made flags we've got tool sharpeners uh a lot of great things uh, a lot of hand tools there so that's
1: our our way of celebrating america Yeah, and that's... One way. uh, Through July 5th. Okay, Monday night.
2: And Rosie, you were talking about, you know, making sure that you have your American flag hanging out, and we have had American flags on the e-store historically, and we've been sold out the last few weeks, but we restocked, and there is one left. (laughs) So for one lucky homeowner, there is one American flag waiting for you on our e-store.
1: And I will promise you this, if you order one and we run out of inventory, we'll get you that one as soon as our, our supplies are restocked, so... All right, we're here, like I talked about earlier, with special guest. I'd like to introduce Ms. Joanna Lawson. Joanna, again, thanks for coming in this morning. We certainly appreciate taking your Saturday morning and sharing your story.
2: Thank you so much for letting me share it with everyone.
1: Well, it's a tearjerker, uh, but it's also very inspiring. And I want to I wanna get on the inspiring part of it. Uh, talk about your push out of your homeland and your draw to America. Real quick, what's the what's the capsule story?
2: All right. Well, I will also try n- to not be emotional, <laughs> uh, but I'll set the stage a little bit. So this is 1981 in Krakow, Poland, and uh, I was born in August of 1980. So I would be about 11 months at this time, um, and in Poland, they were experiencing a lot of political and economic turmoil, um, and my parents were both... Um, in Polish terms, successful as a young couple. They owned their own apartment. They had their car. Uh, They both were very entrepreneurial, owned their own businesses. My father was a musician. Uh, My mother painted wooden uh, souvenirs and she would sell them in the square. Uh, So they were both doing really well for themselves. And unfortunately though, um, no matter how much money you made, You would go to the stores and very much like what we remember from this past (laughs) year, uh, you would go into the grocery stores. And my father said that there would be nothing in the grocery stores. And the tipping point for my parents was when uh, there were two baby formula manufacturing plants in Poland. And one of them went down for regular maintenance. And... Then when it came back up online, they uh, had not realized that there were chemicals left in the basins. Mm. And so all of the baby formula they had produced had to be recalled. So not only were you dealing with a a tight demand already, but on top of that, this this caused even a a bigger strain. And so (laughs) my dad came home from work and my mom looked at him and she said, I'm leaving and you're... Staying here, or you're coming with me? She says I have no formula for for my for our daughter, and my dad said that even when formulas would would arrive at the stores, the store clerks would hold them and either save them for their own families or under the table, uh, you know, sell them to friends and um, you know for a higher cost. So, so that was really. That was really a tipping point for my parents is that they couldn't provide for for me. And uh, my father was very involved um, with the, you know, solidarity movement, and he had painted some signs and helped with that. And uh, the police raided their apartment one day. and um and so that, coupled with the shortage and and just uh, the challenge with buying anything at the grocery stores, really pushed them. And unfortunately, during that time, If one family member already had a passport and had left uh, the country, they would not allow more than one person. And my dad's brother had already left Poland. So it was going to be a challenge for him to even get a passport. But somehow he was able to secure a passport after a few months, secure a passport for my mom and me. And we left on a tourist visa to uh, Vienna, Austria, um, under the assumption that we were going to a wedding in France. And so they fled, um, and they and were. What,
1: what happened three months later?
2: Three months later. Uh, so two months they spent in Austria, and uh, oh. and then after that they um, landed landed in the U.S. Uh, about five months. So so they spent two months in Austria, um, and most refugees will spend a couple of years. So um, they got wind of a one flight that was carrying 300 passengers to the U.S. of refugees. And my dad interviewed that day. He said that 200,000 refugees interviewed that day. Wanted
1: wanted seats on that one plane.
2: On that one plane that had 300 seats, and we were two of 300.
1: And you're in Vienna. And months after y'all left Poland, Poland does what?
2: So Poland then declared martial law.
1: They locked
2: the border they locked the border, and I, I had the privilege of taking my boys back a couple of years ago and talking with my cousin Bartek, and he said, and "We're gonna, we're gonna
1: get to that." Okay,
2: all right. <laughs> I, I want to hear the rest
1: of that. I really do. All right. And we're going to introduce Miss Sephora in the next segment as well, who has a similar uh, heartrending, heartbreaking story, but inspiring story about getting here from Romania. So we're here in the Celebrate America edition of Rosie on the House. We will talk your home, your house, your castle, or your cabin. We're gonna talk next segment a little bit about those backyard areas, those 12 stations of enjoyment every single property should have, and some ideas I can share with you on creating your special little mini habitats all through your property as a place to go and count your blessings every day. It's Sanderson Ford country. Not just the great state of Arizona. People travel miles, cross state lines just to get to Sanderson Ford. And they're right here in your neighborhood. Get over to the 51st Avenue south of Glendale and take a look at the 64 acres. 64 acres, that's as big as Disneyland. And it's full of brand new and great used vehicles. How about that? I, I, now, I mean, it's like every few months, they're bringing out some new car. They had the Bronco, the EMOC. Now they got this Ford Maverick pickup truck. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. It's good looking,
0: man. Good looking. Lots of new products. And, you know, it's not just the new products. There's something timeless about them. We used a 2007 F-350 <laughs> Dually to travel to Des Moines. This past week. You uh, you look
1: 3,500 miles older than the last time I saw you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We were offered, and it wasn't our vehicle to sell. We borrowed it from my father-in-law. We were offered by three different people to buy that truck on site. Wow. I mean, a 2007. The kids hated it because they couldn't hook their Bluetooth up to
1: it. Oh, it's (laughs) it's an
0: antique vintage. (laughs) Everybody and and they all said the same thing. I had that same make and model, and the worst thing I ever did was sold it. I'll give you twenty grand right now. I'm like, not mine to sell. Can't can't help you. So that's the Ford. The Ford
1: Legacy. Timeless vehicles. If you'd like to jump into a great used vehicle or a new vehicle, get over to Sanderson Ford Monday through Saturday. They're always closed on Sunday. I've been shopping there for 30 years. I haven't let anyone in my family buy anywhere else. I promise you, you show up. You don't have to tell them you know me. Just show up. They're going to treat you like a multi-generational customer. That's how they treat everybody. Sanderson Ford, Get over there and take a look at the incredible lineup of Ford vehicles. To America.
0: To America. Beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. Continuing our conversation here. If you'd like to join the conversation, 1-888-767-4348. That's 188 Rosie for you text questions four one one nine two three, or you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com If you're heading north, although I don't know where you would be camping, but if you're going to <laughs> stay right. at a hotel or a cabin in the pines or something, and you're traveling north, you can carry Rosie on the house with you nine thirty a.m. or ninety. Three point five FM around the Flagstaff area, Calf Country, one of our great affiliates here at Rosie on the House, covering the majority of the state of Arizona, and we've got special guests in studio today for the Fourth of July, talking about uh, the great state of America or the great uh, the great country of
1: America and this Amen. great state that they have found in America and why they're here. And. Last segment we introduce you to Miss Joanna Lawson who escaped as an 11-month infant from Poland uh just before martial law was uh called uh, and a story the, that sounded like it of the
0: 80s should have been from the 1930s and 40s. Yeah, no. Yeah,
1: that was <laughs> that, that was, was in your lifetime there but it really was. <laughs> Now, I've got another special guest, and this is all under the heading of Celebrating America, and that's what we're trying to do today. And we'll celebrate your house and your home and your project. If that's what you'd like to talk about, give us a ring, and there are some topics we're going to cover. But uh, I want to introduce our second guest, Sephora. But before I introduce Sephora, I want to introduce Ted. Ted, get up to that microphone. Yeah. A regular listener of the show. Absolutely. Uh, you called me out to your house in the carefree area. I don't know, what was that, 10, 15 years ago? Probably 10, 12, yeah. And all I know, Romy, is when I'm going out to meet this man, is he wants to build a entrance to a mine in his backyard. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, uh I'm driving out there, and I'm saying, I'm well, he's obviously retired. <laughs> Tell us about your mine in the backyard of your house.
3: Well, it's a fun project. Uh, it started out that I just wanted to have a landscape feature, and an old mine, I'd seen that before, and I thought, well, that'd be a great idea. And a friend of mine, kidding me. I, he was out at the house visiting me, and I was telling him about this, and he... Kiddingly said, well, why don't you make a real mine out of it? Dig a hole down there, and, uh, you know, you ought to do that. And he was just kidding, of course. But it sparked uh, a thought, and after considering it, uh, I thought, boy, I could build a
1: wine cellar down there. He builds an entrance to a mine shaft, and it looks like something you'd stumble across in the the Superstition Mountains. It's big old beams— uh, cross beams, old, I mean, it looks like a mine you just stumbled across. So he's got the shaft done and doesn't know what to do with it.
3: That's right. So <laughs> we had an 8 by 10 uh, room underground under about uh, three feet of soil and uh, did put in a, all the cooling and the necessary things to control the environment. And uh, That's what you call we- a man cave. It is a man cave for sure. <laughs> so the inside of it, I found someone that uh, would make it look like uh, with cement on the walls and uh, different colors paint to make it look like it was carved out of rock. solid rock. Solid rock, and did a great job. And then um, I built some wine racks out <laughs> of old uh, uh, barn boards so that that also looks very old and i wanted the whole thing to look as though it was from the 1800s or something and it worked out quite well
1: you know that's how they keep wine in the country of georgia really and, and you buy cave vaults with your name on it uh-huh. and you store your wine in those cave vaults sure so ted's a regular listener of the show uh an obvious uh do-it-yourselfer uh yep. ted yep. you retired from honeywell honeywell mm-hmm. um And he hears me mention on the air that I would give a million dollars if I could find a multilingual female construction superintendent. So he called me about a month ago and said, I've got something I want, someone I want you to meet. And he introduces me to Sephora, who is in studio here this morning. Uh, Sephora, tell us why you, what reasons would you find to celebrate America? Tell us your story on how you got here.
4: Thank you, Rosie. Um, And I want to say I want to thank you for this opportunity um, to share my most glorious day of my life when I arrived in America. Um, I arrived in America in uh, early 92. I was about 18 years old. I didn't speak English at all. And... uh, after a long, long wait, I was uh I finally got here in California. I was uh born and raised in Romania under communist regime. My family, uh, which was I included, uh, were persecuted for religious reasons. There was a lot of harsh heart th- things that I went through growing up. And I remember myself as a little girl seeing an airplane. I've never been in an airplane before, so I remember myself jumping in one leg and while looking at the plane and I said, that plane one day is going to take me away. Wow. And the day came when we were allowed to live to leave from Romania that day in that big airplane. um, It was an American airline airplane. And I have to tell you, I saved all the napkins, (laughs) all the little things, the little spoons, plastic spoons, because growing up, I, I didn't have the smallest things that anybody would think that here in America is normal. So, um, basically, after a long, long wait, I was able to miraculously arrive in America. And
1: it is a miracle because your family was identified as a rabble-rousing family. You were on the police radar screen to the point, and I don't think she'll tell you this, but I'm going to tell you, while their family's asleep in the house at night, the house was lit ablaze.
4: Yes, that was a really, really hard day for us. Uh, they they were after my parents to imprison them for anything they could have thought about. And, and what was he guilty of? Uh, basically, going to church, Bible class, being a leader, being a pastor. Uh, having connections with outsiders m- which meant uh, anybody if you if you had a call with or a conversation with anybody outside of Romania from Austria or from any other country you were on you were marked and you were called to the station to the police station and asked why did you talk to a another country a person from another country you are not allowed to talk to anybody from another country they were called outsiders
1: well it's it's as big a miracle they even let your family out of the country as it is that joanna got out of the country months before poland closes the borders we're going to be talking more with sephora and Joanna, and why they and their family celebrate America. But while I can real quick, let me touch on a couple things about house, home, castle, or cabin. And we're talking about creating those spaces in and about your backyard that you might use to go count your blessings. Let me talk to you about what materials you might pick. And in today's article, it's called Creating Those Great Shady Rest Areas. We ran a test and actually took temperatures of different surfaces so I could decide what I wanted to put in my back patio. I wanted my back patio faces due west. I wanted whatever surface was going to reflect or hold the least amount of heat. So listen to these temperatures. If you go out and at, at, on this day, it was 112 degrees, and I was taking this, these temperatures at two o'clock in the afternoon. A green tiff lawn is 102 degrees. Gray troweled concrete, 128 degrees. Travertine, 136 degrees. Flagstone, 144 to 152 degrees, depending on the color. A lot of sotia tile patios outside. Sautea tile, 145 degrees. Concrete pavers, which I am a huge fan of. Again, pretty warm, 146 degrees. The redwood, natural redwood decking, 154 degrees. We don't see that a lot in the valley as well. We shouldn't. Trex composite decking, 150 to 175 degrees. Native Arizona soil, decomposed granite, 156 degrees. Slate. 163 degrees, and the asphalt you park your car on, 176 degrees. So if you're building these private little secret getaway spots, and we're dealing south of the Mogollon Rim with the heat we're dealing with, why in the world would you ever install something that holds that kind of heat? There are products available that hardly ever get above ambient temperature. Anything over 100, 125 degrees, you're going to feel uncomfortable walking on it barefooted. Anything over 130, 140 degrees, you're going to feel uncomfortable walking on it with a pair of flip-flops. So let's get the right product on the ground for the chairs and the tables for the congregational seating around of friends and family. Now, we'll talk about what a little shade does to all of that, and we'll cover that right after we get back. I
4: stand proud and brave and tall. I want just a sports song. Color me, America, red, white.
1: I hate to interrupt this. Gary's saying, okay, go, go, go. (laughs) He said, I'm cueing you, Rosie, go. I just hate interrupting this song. Amen. All right, Gary's saying, okay, now, Rosie, now. Okay, here we go. We're back to Rosie on the house. And I want to touch real quick on uh, some tragic news that was in the world press this week about the collapse of the condominium in miami and we did get a fair number of inquiries at rosie on the house about hey rosie what what are the chances anything like that could happen well the chances that it happens in america are tremendously rare that's that's why something like this makes global news this is something you would anticipate hearing from a third world country what makes america different is we now what people don't realize we do not have a universal uniform building code coast to coast. But we do have jurisdictions that adopt building codes based on their geographic particulars. Now, City of Phoenix, for example, updates their building code every six years, and it was just last updated about 2018. Now, when they do that, it causes all of us builders Havoc, because there's all kinds of little secret changes that that sneak out that you never heard of before. But it's all for the better. And one of the ways those building codes are developed is they actually, Uniform Building Code, actually goes around and studies structural dilemmas, calamities, and disasters all over the globe to establish the standard that we build to. So I'd like to thank big media for publishing the article about engineers says chances of building collapse in Phoenix, highly unlikely. But the one thing I want you Arizona homeowners to hear is how this article is closed. This is the last paragraph of the article. And I quote, factors that could impact the stability of the building include deterioration caused by weather conditions, shifts in the soil or any alterations to the building, unintentional or intentional, comma, listen closely, and I quote, like a remodeling project that was not properly permitted. <laughs> we, are, we are currently putting together a proposal for a family who bought a home that had been improperly remodeled, and the addition is literally, the roof of the addition is literally held up by Band-Aids and finish nails it's ab when we opened the ceiling it was all we could do not to tell the fact: get out of this house and we've got to go in and rebuild the entire structural skeleton of course a project that was not permitted
0: and this one that i haven't had a lot of the details on this one in miami but what surprised me is that it was miami i the one I always keep waiting for is the Millennium Tower in San Francisco that's sunk 18 inches <laughs> since it was built in 09 That's scary. You know, that's 13 years old. There's 420 units inside,
1: Could you, uh, and the whole building has sunk 18 inches. Yes,
0: and sleep tight. And and you go, you see the videos and the reports on it, and you, these big, huge concrete columns that you know are in the basement that support supported have these huge cracks through it. I'm like. Why would you even go in there and sleep? And I'm trying to find it, but there is a bed designed for building collapse. So if you're sleeping in the building collapse, you know it's this chest underneath it that you immediately, you know it dumps you into it and it locks you on top, and it's got water and oxygen. Uh, and supplies to live 72 hours oh, while you're waiting sakes. to get oh, rescued. Well, if you live in a building <laughs> that requires that, I would recommend possibly just changing a dress. <laughs> yeah, I I would too. I'm like, if you have to live where you have to have a bed.
1: Oh, mercy.
0: That you're worried about being, you know, collapsed in this building, just uh, a moving would be cheaper than what this bed costs,
1: I think. <laughs> We're talking a little bit about celebrating America, and we're going to bring our two special guests in next hour and finish hearing their stories and why they celebrate America. We'd love to hear your story on celebrating America. We've already had a couple listeners call in. Thank you, Mr. Wolf, for calling in and reminding me of your wife's story of escaping Germany. It was a uh, they, they they're the ones that brought us that homemade lasagna the last mm, time we were out. Yes. Uh, And we're also gonna talk about the 10 problems home inspectors are most often finding in real estate transactions today. You need to know about these things. Stay tuned, y'all.